Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 12 and going to verse 26. Let me just kind of help us remember what took place right before what we uh, are reading today. Peter and John were on their way up to the temple, and on their way they encountered a man who could not walk. They healed the man through the power of the Spirit of God uh, in the name of Jesus, and this draws a crowd. And so let's pick up the story there. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this and why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Friends, I realize that what you and your leaders did to Jesus was done in ignorance. But God was fulfilling what all the prophets had foretold about the Messiah, that he must suffer these things. Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord, and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah, for he must remain in heaven until the time for the final restoration of all things, as God promised long ago through his holy prophets. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. Listen carefully to everything he tells you. Then Moses said, Anyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from God's people. Starting with Samuel, every prophet spoke about what is happening today. You are the children of those prophets, and you are included in the covenant God promised to your ancestors. For God said to Abraham, through your descendants, all the families on earth will be blessed. Then God raised up his servant, Jesus, and he sent him first to you people of Israel to bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful ways. At the time of Jesus, people often thought that wonder workers did miracles by being super spiritual, exceptional people. They were so good, so close to God, that they were able to somehow do miracles. But Peter and John are giving a different story. <laughs> they want to make sure that everyone understands that they're normal, ordinary people that God is using to do an extraordinary thing. And it's being done in the name of Jesus. And so this story is an example, really, of what we're going to see throughout the book of Acts. We're going to see this story in different ways along the way. And what I mean by that is we're going to see acts of the Spirit of God moving through ordinary followers of Jesus, doing extraordinary things. People are experiencing the presence and power of God. And so these signs, these healings, these miracles, these manifestations and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit's power and presence become opportunities to proclaim the good news of King Jesus. 
And so Peter seized the opportunity to proclaim Jesus. And so what does he say about Jesus? How did the first followers of Jesus tell the good news of Jesus? Well, first of all, Peter makes it clear that the healing is a sign that Jesus is alive. He proclaims that Jesus is alive. Not only is Jesus alive and God raised him from the dead and vindicated him in that way, but Jesus is king. Jesus is Messiah, Savior, Rescuer, the Anointed One. And he announces that this man was healed in Jesus' name, that this is some kind of evidence that God is behind the work of Jesus. And he also helps the people understand that Jesus is the one that Scripture, the prophets, even Moses had spoken about and looked forward to. He was the Messiah they all were waiting for, and they didn't recognize. In fact, he's this promised Messiah that they had been waiting for, but they killed him. The author of life was put to death. But the good news is God has raised him from the dead and vindicated him. And so now what? How do you respond to that? What do you do with that? Peter calls for a response. And we're invited to this response as well. He challenges them to repent. He states this in verse 19. And I think this is the moment when all of what he's saying comes to a head and says, all right, here is your response. He says, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. This is the action he's inviting the people to take, to turn around, to change direction, to choose Jesus, the one who brings life, the one who offers forgiveness, the one who will restore and refresh all things. They had chosen death, but Jesus was ready to bring them life if they just turned to him. A couple things struck me personally from this message of Peter's. First of all, again, I was amazed again at how God uses ordinary people to do his extraordinary works. Let me say that again. God uses ordinary people to do his extraordinary works. Do you believe that? I mean, really believe that. Do you believe that God wants to do things through you? That God can do things through you? Or do you think that you have to be perfect or some sort of super Christian or exceptionally good person for God to do something through you? God desires to work through you. God desires to work through you. And he's inviting you to participate in what he's doing in the world. The other thing is that repentance is a good thing. I mean, repentance... Gets a lot of bad press, I think. You hear the word repent. It's like, don't tell me how to live my life. But, you know, here's the thing. It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Repentance is merely turning around, changing direction in our thinking and in our actions. It's leaving behind death. It's leaving behind sin. And it's stepping toward life and salvation. It's stepping toward Jesus. And that's where we find life. And so today, where do you sense God's kindness inviting you to return to him? What is he asking you to leave behind? If Jesus is truly alive and he is the king, as Peter announces, how is he inviting you to adjust your life 
to him. I think sometimes we get that mixed up, you know, I'll add Jesus to my life, you know, I'll sprinkle a little Jesus onto my life and make my life go better. And if things aren't going better, well, Jesus, you're not keeping up your end of the bargain and you're out of here, right? But Jesus is the king, not me, right? I like to try to think I'm the king a lot of times, but Jesus is the king. And so how am I to adjust my life to him instead of the other way around? And repentance is that moment, that choice, that movement, that change of thinking and direction of putting myself under his kingship, under his leadership, and submitting to him and walking away from the places and ways in my own life where I don't. And so today for you, what's God saying to you? What is he saying to you? And what will be your response? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the opportunity to again read your word, and we pray that you would speak to us, reveal to us what you'd like us to know, what you'd like us to do, reveal to us your love for us, reveal to us your plans, reveal to us again our identity as your beloved children that you want to work in and through. And so today, if there's something in our own lives, God, that you want to see adjusted and changed and brought under your leadership, God, would you point that out to us? Not to condemn us, but just to convict us, to invite us to life. And so show us those things now. And we say, okay, God, I confess that that's not how I should be thinking or acting or living or whatever. And I turn away from that and I turn to you. I choose to follow you. Fill me with your spirit today in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a wonderful day.